Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I couldn't wait until April to send thank you cards for a wedding that occurred in November. So Actually, Emily Post says that you can wait for an entire year after the wedding. <laughs> that's just, I'm just telling you, that's what's said. This is the plaintiff, Patricia Davis. She says she hired the defendant to take pictures at her wedding. And not only were they delivered to her two months late, they were terrible. She'll never again pay for anything ahead of time in full. She's learned a valuable lesson and hopes the judge will see things her way today because she definitely didn't get what she paid for. She's suing for $3,573.22, the amount she paid for the horrible pictures and other costs. This is the defendant, Christina Molinano. She says she shot for 10 hours at three different locations, and the plaintiff's just looking for a way to get free pictures. That's right, she's seen all types in this job, so nothing surprises her anymore, especially the likes of a plaintiff. Bottom line, she was hired to take pictures, she took great ones, and isn't gonna refund any money to this woman who's simply being unreasonable. She's accused of not getting a picture. All parties, please your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it? Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Patricia Davis. Yes. You are suing Christina Mol Malignano. Malignano and Life's Art Productions for $3,573.22 that you want paid back to you because according to you, the pictures that she took at your wedding are a disaster. Tell me what's going on. Well, I hired uh, the defendant in September of 17 to photograph my wedding. Okay. Um, the photo package that you selected cost $1,607.81. Right. Do you have the contract from that? Yes. Can I see it from both of you? Okay. All right. So that's the package you pick. Your wedding comes and goes, and you think things went well. She sends you a few photos, and you're happy with them, right? Yeah, I'm happy with those, and I tell her, you know, I can't wait in the email. Um, initially, at the, in September, she told me it would take six to eight weeks because it was Christmas time, you know, mm -hmm. season. So in January, I think I sent her an email saying, where are we on the photos? And she never responded to my emails. And I texted her and said, hey, I sent you an email. So mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend of mine who acted as my wedding coordinator reach out to her to ask her. And um, she actually called her back. And she explained to my girlfriend that, um, she had just gotten over the flu, she needed two more weeks, and that the contract stipulates that she had 90 days. Right, so which far. was true. You were right. precipitous because you were right. anxious and wanted to see your pictures. Okay, right. and then what happened? So that so 90 was days fine. come and go. So February, we reached back out, no response, and I believe 
March 1st, there was some uh, exchange via email with her, my girlfriend Daphne, myself, um, and she needed an additional two more weeks. And by that time, I was like, well, no, you know, I want my well, pictures now. you don't have now. much of a choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I was like, you know, two more weeks, what's the problem? You said this, you, you made me, you know, adhere to the 90-day contract, and now you don't, and, you know, I'm just supposed to take it. You know, I told her, I said, look, I need some kind of some kind of compensation for the weight, if that's the case. And I got a call from someone who identified themselves as Bill, who claimed to be uh, the owner. So who's um, Bill? Oh, okay. Never and met what did Bill. Bill say? Bill said, you know, uh, she was sick, she was definitely ill, and um, you know, you're just gonna have to wait. And, uh, you know, if you don't, if you can't wait, you know, take us to court and I'll go before any judge and tell them how she was definitely ill. And he, uh, when'd you get the pictures? I got the zip drive on April 11th in the mail. And it was just a zip drive. I didn't purchase prints. I didn't purchase a video. Right, you didn't buy it. So you got what you were supposed right. to get, the USB. Right. Uh, the services of them taking pictures. Mm -hmm. Let's see exactly what full photography. 10 hours of coverage, two person crew, up to four locations. USB hard copy, and I presume that this is the debate. Edited digital copies with full rights, four to 600 mm -hmm. photos. Okay, but what's your complaint though? Because you ended up with a USB with how many photos? Um, I'd say 400 or so. Was it more than 470 that? to be exact. Okay, and they're, if they're supposed to be edited, why don't you just call her back and say, listen, I'd like you to edit this or that. I did, I emailed her. Okay, what, let me see the email. Did you ask for money in the email? Did you no, ask no, her to no. edit? No, 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 I didn't. Let me see money. the email. These are the emails where you say, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. um, I have a few issues with some photos. Photo 806808 is just of my makeup artist makeup collection. Do you have any other photo that can replace these? I don't see a need for me to pay for photos of makeup. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying. You don't want to edit the, the rest of them, but you have no problem giving her the rest of them in case she wants to edit She it. wants to edit them. Okay. She wants to clean them up. It's her choice. She, she doesn't want to pay you more. She doesn't no. want to have anything to do with it. All right. Also, 1548 has someone in the picture actually taking a picture of the group, and you can see their hands. Did you get another picture of that doesn't have that person? Yes. I believe after. If she, you did, then what are you complaining no, about? No, but it wasn't the same. Uh, the people were now looking differently. The first photo that I liked, people were looking well, at the camera. why didn't you include the other one for me to see? You know, after she said she couldn't do anything else, then she sent it. So it wasn't like she replaced it right away. It was like, you know, that's it, we can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then in an email later, which I have, she said, well, here's another one. Here's a similar one. I found one, you know, as if, I don't know yeah, where they were hiding. Yeah, give her all of the pictures. You don't care. Okay. All right, um, you complain about two pictures. That's it, that's all you do. So where is all the stuff that caused you to not only sue for $1,607 back, you want $95 because two people ate, that's part of the contract, is that you guys yes, don't have to starve while you're at the event. You 10 hours on my feet, Your Honor. 10 Say hours. I'm um, 10 hours on my feet with yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. pounds around and my neck. And then the cost of emailing thank you cards, and they should bear that. Why? Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. Are brides ever happy with all their wedding photos? No, they are not. Why is that? Uh, because sometimes we look fat or our angles are just off. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> Ours. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? I say the same thing. Are they get you? They shoot you from the wrong angle. 
and you know, you don't look the way you thought you would when your picture was taken. Yeah, that's funny. When I used to go to a barbershop, I used to think, God, I want to look just like that. And it was Tom Cruise up there. And I look in the mirror and think, what the hell? Yeah. Go inside the courtroom. I couldn't wait until April to send thank you cards for a wedding that occurred in November. Actually, so Emily Post says that you can wait for an entire year after the wedding. <laughs> that's just, I'm just telling you that's what's said. But go well, on. People had begun to ask, where's well, yeah, the yeah. thank you cards? Okay, but why do they have to pay for it? Okay, and then you want $800 is your estimate for editing and reprints. Yes. Says who? Do you well, have I, an estimate? I reached out to... Uh, do you have a written estimate? Not an estimate, not necessarily. What do you have? I, I, have a, I reached out to a photographer who told me that um, she didn't do that, but however, she gave me two resources that did, and on their site, they have a price listing because she also mentioned that I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have the How rights do you ha to What edit. proof do you have that it will cost $800 to edit? I don't, edit? it was a guesstimate. A guesstimate. It was. And then in the additional free-flowing guesstimate of your life, emotional distress, $1,000. Yeah, I mean, I had to You wait. had two complaints about the pictures you saw. The one is the group shot, and the other one is too many makeup shots. No. That's your only two, I'm reading right from here. Right, but I, I've later on, after reviewing all the photos, I found like five, four of these same photos with this same girl in it that I can't. I, what am I going to frame it? So you want in? you want four grand for that? I mean, seriously? No, come on. I mean, no. I mean, a lot of it was out of frustration and anger because I had to wait five months when she told me she Your had ninety days. Your frustration and anger is that you saw this as an opportunity to have a, some money knocked off the bill. She proposed to you, I think I should get some compensation for yes, this. Yes, ma'am. And you guys said, no, yes. I was sick, stuff happens. You I was only two weeks late and I did ask her for those two weeks because I was really sick. I had 105 fever and I don't, it's a, it's a uh, very, very detailed work that I do to build the album and it's very custom. And if I'm sick, I can't put yeah. the effort in right. that, that she I, deserves. I, I'm surprised about the lawsuit too. You got what you're supposed to get in March, which is that we thing, where right. you're supposed no. to then give the feedback back, right. and then they're supposed to go ahead and, and, you know, your first thing is what you get in 90 days, right? Correct. That's what's in it. It's, it's your digital proofs are retouched, digitally measured, and turned around in approximately 90, approximately mm -hmm. 90 days, approximately. Okay. So she gets sick, well the woman can't get sick, then she sends them to you, then you send them back, and then there's additional work that happens after that. So what? So we're talking about, you know, like a, an extra month. How many times have you been married? Once. And good for you, let's keep it that way. But you're gonna have to be a little more flexible if you wanna stay married as someone who just had her 25th wedding anniversary. I mean, I've had cases where people waited years. This was just a couple of weeks later and then you got it and the only thing you complained about were two or three pictures and now I'm about to have them give you all of them. Right. So that's what's gonna happen, that's how I'm resolving this case. And as for you collecting $4,000 from them, no, verdict for the defendants. Thank you. So the judge thinks Ms. Davis blames being very unreasonable and you don't get anything. How about that? You know, the pictures look great. They look fine, but, uh, you know, they were just very unprofessional and it took over the 90 days that she told me that it yeah, would. Yeah, but it's a couple of weeks. Don't you think you're being a little unreasonable? Well, she told me it would take six to eight weeks. So, I mean, I could be, but they were very unprofessional. But so my there response- There were good pictures though, weren't there? Didn't some, you like some? Some were, some were. And I wish I could have had the other ones cleared so that I could frame them. So some were. I mean, I'm not complaining about the work totally, but the unprofessionalism and the, you know, um, no no actual reason for the, the extra delay. But, no, but she was sick. She yeah, said that. that was in December. She okay, had been okay. clear. She was fine. Sorry.
You're a little unreasonable. You lose the case. Okay. But you got the picture. And they'll give I'll you all the pictures. pictures. Yeah. Okay. I'll wait for those. I'll see so how long it takes for me to get those. Won't take you long. Betcha. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Ms. Malinano. What do you think? Well, I think the judge was right, and um, I think it was a good case. It was a good case. Yes. Pictures, I thought the pictures looked pretty good. Well, thank you. I try hard with my work. I love my work. I love my job. I love making them look beautiful. I'm very sorry I, I was a disappointment to her. Okay. Well, good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. You must sign a few documents thank on your way out of the courtroom. And that'll do it for this case. Harvey, what do you think? Okay, so this is actually kind of an objective thing, which means that if these photographs are good to a reasonable person, like a reasonable person, then tough luck if subjectively the bride doesn't like it. It's all what a reasonable person would want. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Deborah Lewis. She says she rented an apartment from the defendant and he went into her home when she wasn't there. Now her valuable jewelry is missing. Her food is also missing in her fully stocked pantry and her George Foreman family size grill and blender are also gone. This clown's gonna pay for his misdeeds. She's suing him for $5,000 and she can't wait to see the look on this chump's face as he exits the courtroom after the judge gives it to him. But good. This is the defendant, Michael Tenteromano. He says the plaintiff caused a fire in her dryer. And when the Red Cross put her up in a hotel, her neighbors stole from her. Luckily, the person was apprehended. He's a former fireman and was in the military. He would never steal from anyone. He did go into her apartment when she wasn't there to replace the damaged sheetrock from the fire she caused, but didn't remove anything. The only reason this woman's suing him today is because he's evicting her, because she's a menace who could start another fire. She needs to go. He's accused of taking a tenant's thing. All parties. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff rented an apartment from the defendant, and he took all of her stuff, including her jewelry and a George Foreman grill. Now, the defendant says he didn't take anything, and this is revenge because he's evicting her. It's the case of, where's my grill, chicken? Thank you, sir. All right, Ms. Lewis, you are suing your landlord or former landlord, it's kind of unclear, Mr. Tentaromano, for $5,000 for unlawful entry and items you say have been stolen from the apartment. Tell me what's going on here. Okay, um, I had a fire in January, January the 3rd. Of this year? Yes. Okay, and how did the fire happen? I was sitting in the kitchen, I was on my phone, and luckily I was in the kitchen because I seen smoke coming out of the back of the dryer. It was a poof of smoke. So when I went to the dryer, I looked inside of it, there was nothing going on. So I took the clothes out of the dryer, placed them in a the chair, and the smoke just kept on coming and coming and coming. And all of a sudden I seen sparks of flame inside of the dryer. So what I did was I ran downstairs and got the fire extinguisher, which was empty. 
So I was throwing, I asked my neighbor to get some flour and stuff like that. We thrown flour in there, but it didn't work. So me and my son and all the neighbors in the house ran outside. Was there a full-blown fire at that point? No, it was just in, it just contained inside the dryer. But there was a fire inside of the dryer? Yes. Fire? Yes, a fire. Okay. Full-blown fire inside, inside of, of the, the dryer. dryer. The fire department came, they put the fire out. And then what? Okay, so the Red Cross, I had to wait for Red Cross to come. Okay. And they told me, informed me that I had to go be put up in a hotel. Okay. And, you know, so they gave me funds to go to stay in a hotel, me and my son, which we did. They told me I had to leave the house so that they can clean up the mess and stuff like that. So, right. which I did. So being that I left the house <coughs> and I left them in charge of my apartment, somebody, my neighbor came and robbed. She well, came why and, didn't you lock it? They had to be in my house. I, I couldn't be there. What so, does that have to do? They're not living in your house while no, it's burned. In no, your they drive. was in there trying to clean up the water no, damage and stuff like that. I mm -hmm. doubt your neighbor robbed the place while they were in there trying I was, to clean. I, just listen okay. to my question. Did mm -hmm. you lock your door? No, I didn't because they was there when I left my house. Okay. And then what happens? A neighbor of yours robbed the place? Yes. Okay. What did your neighbor take? So she took the Christmas stuff. Um, I have the police report. She took. Did she get like, caught? Yes, she did. How'd she get caught? Because um, in the next door, my daughter lives next door from me. It's two buildings. You the daughter? Mm-mm. No. Okay. She lives next door to me. So they have a video camera in their building. So they call her. See, Red Cross had gave me Red Cross blankets and stuff like that. She dropped the stuff going up the stairs to her house. Huh. So they caught her on videotape with my stuff. Did they arrest her? Yes, they did. Oh, good. Okay, so now it's January 3rd. There's a fire. What, what are you guys doing to clean up? The day of the fire, some, some company, there's a company that went there and they they boarded everything up and they dried the walls up and dried the floor up and they, they bagged all the stuff that was either melted or destroyed. They bagged it and put it in the backyard. Some of the stuff they left behind that was damaged for the fire. Okay. And that's what happened. And then what? Does she move back in? No, was she it ever Was it ever um, repaired? Like it, I, I repaired it on or about the 12th. Of I, what? Of, of March. March. So it right. took a few months to get repaired. Right. right. All right. And then do you come back on the 12th of March? No. Why not? Because my house is not livable. Had, okay. I have, I, I'm under Section 8. Uh-huh. So Section 8 had to come out and inspect it. So did Section it, 8 approve it no, on I, March 12th? I, I never completed, the, I never completed the, all the repairs to the apartment. Okay. So you, so you're not getting, you weren't getting paid by Section 8 anymore? No, it wasn't. Did they pay January? Nope. Okay, so they didn't pay January and they won't pay you until there's an inspection and they see that it's all right. been repaired. Right. And you're fine with that. Yes, yeah, I don't I want her to vacate. You want her to vacate. So have you filed an eviction? Yes. Okay. When the, and when what's the, going on with the eviction? Well they uh, threw it out the first time and then it went again. Then I then I had to reapply and uh, I contacted a lawyer and uh, he told me that you filed it wrong again. So now I had to retain him. To, for counsel now, okay, here's he's doing to, it. Right, yeah, maybe right. we could get it done right? Right. Because we got a problem now. According to you, you've been locked out, correct? Yes. When were you locked out? I was locked out in April. In, in April. April. He locked uh, I just had a curiosity though. How many months do you think you can get away with storing your stuff there and not paying a penny? It's not that, it's just that the fact of the matter is that I was supposed to be living there. I was supposed yeah, to go back. Yeah, I know, but back. you're not, and Red Cross is giving you money to live somewhere else, no. so you're not mm -mm. out, right? No, no. So you, you but you changed the locks. What was the theory on that when oh, you changed okay, the locks? This is the theory, not the theory, this is the fact. Uh, I, I called her, I, I texted her, 
I'm coming to the apartment to do, to do repairs, to change the windows. I did it myself, right? I, I, tech, I got it on my phone, I'll show you if you want, if you want to see Why don't you just answer okay. first? Okay. So what happened with the lock? So next to the building, same, the same building like mine, her daughter lives there with a friend. Right. I got the key from them okay. to go in the apartment to do the repairs. Did you explain that you changed no, the lock to she, the lawyer? She was not locked up because she wasn't living there. Did not, you explain, to, her stuff is in there. You can't, listen, it's, it may be hard, but that doesn't give you a pass. Every other landlord in New York has to go through it. True. Okay, so you are you are no better than the mere mortals who have to do it. Just do it, okay? But you cannot change the locks on her until you have an eviction order. So you're gonna have to give. Listen, okay. you're gonna have to give her a key. I'm sure you kept the key. So go to Home Depot, make a copy of the key, and you're gonna have to give her a key because she is entitled to have access to the place. You can, I get you. I think she's got some nerve to keep her stuff there in storage for six months, except you are botching the legal process. You, it's six months because you let it be six months. Anybody else would have gone to court and gotten the eviction order by now, but you didn't. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of on you too. So yeah, she's getting to abuse of you because you are not getting out of your own way. No matter what, the law still applies to you. So she's gotta get a key, gotta give her a key. Now, your lawsuit is because you say that your landlord stole a jewelry box with jewelry, a kitchen cabinet with pantry items, a George Foreman grill, the big kind, <laughs> the family size, and a blender. Did you take the jewelry box with jewelry, the kitchen cabinet, pantry items, the George Foreman grill, and the blender? Really? No, I know, I gotta ask it. Really? No. No, okay. Do you have any idea who did? I think they were destroyed in the fire and they were probably in the garbage bags in the back of the yard. Okay, and did uh, did anybody else have, if the key to her apartment was in the possession well, of the daughter and and apparently a neighbor who you had a fight with, then why wouldn't that be who you'd be looking all's at? All in all, for maybe one day, the, the apartment was open because when I left, I didn't lock it. So, and then when I came back the next day to do work, it, it was still unlocked. And I thought the sister, the daughter, the friend of the daughter came there and locked it. I, she, so she didn't lock it. So I know for one day it was open. Okay. But maybe she, I left it open because maybe she wanted to see the work I was doing, the progress that I was doing to the apartment. I don't know. But I didn't, I, didn't, I failed to lock it for okay. one day. Okay. But as far as her, George Foreman, all those things I, that she met, I absolutely emphatically did not touch them. Did not take them or do anything with them. So if a landlord truly thinks that a tenant is a menace, can the tenant, can the landlord change the locks in the tent? I don't think he can without going through some kind of due process. He can't just change the locks on his own. What if he says it's dire and that he's really worried about his safety? The tenant has rights. You can't just take away their home. They have a place to live. Okay, what do you say? Yeah, I think he needs to stick to whatever contract they have. But what if the contract doesn't say anything, but the landlord says, you know, I'm really scared about this tenant. Can he change the locks? Uh, I think you should call the police if he's really scared. Fair point. That's actually a good point. Going inside the courtroom. Can you tell me how you plan on proving that you have exactly $1,000 of jewelry in a jewelry box that's missing? Uh, I have no proof. Okay. I have no proof, and, but... And uh, that you had $1,000 worth of groceries in a pantry cabinet in a place you weren't living for three months? 
No. Can I you had show me there. how it is that you're going to prove that there's $1,000 worth of pantry items there I had it when in you're there not even staying there for the last three months? I had it in there before I moved. Yeah, I understand. This is, where, this is how months? I was living. I had all plans on moving back into my apartment. First of all, I how had... How are you going to keep the food there? Canned goods. These are canned goods. I don't keep... How, uh, do you, how are you going to prove you have $1,000 worth of canned goods? Because mm -hmm. I know what cans cost. Mm -hmm. I, I do groceries. Mm -hmm. Can okay. you tell me how you're going to prove to me goods. that it's $1,000 dollars worth of stuff. How are you going to prove it? Okay, it's not only canned goods. First of all, it was dishwashing liquid. There's toilet paper. There's paper towels. There was canned goods. How do you goods. come up with $1,000? You just pull it out of the air? And the, ca and the cabinet also that it was in. Do you have the receipt for the cabinet you're talking no, about? No, I don't have the receipt. Well, so. here's what we got, Ms. Lewis. We have you suing for $5,000, a man whose apartment you have left your stuff in for six months and haven't paid a penny uh, because according to you, he stole these items. And there is zero evidence that he stole these items. There's actual evidence that other people have a key to your place, that other people have been caught burglarizing your place. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's missing is any evidence that A, you had $1,000 of jewelry in a jewelry box, or B, you had $1,000 of pantry items in a pantry, and C, that he stole it. So in your lawsuit against him, zero. My verdict is for the defendant. Okay? OK, now try to avail yourself of the many laws that are here for you. You just got to do it right. And the step one is to file that notice. So if your lawyer didn't do it already, you tell your lawyer to do it before today's over. You see, because the time doesn't start running until that first notice to terminate is filed. OK, and that doesn't mean with the court. It means with her. Serve it on her. So the clock starts running. All right. Good luck, folks. Well, Ms. Lewis effectively had no evidence to prove your case. I'm sorry. It yes. didn't work out for Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, but that's okay. That's okay. You're still living there. Mm -hmm. If he takes the judge's advice, you're going to get noticed to be evicted very soon. That's okay. And you're going to have to go. Mm -hmm. You know that. Yes. You ready to do that? Yes, I'm ready. And you know where you're going to go? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good for you. Thank All you. All right. You're welcome. You must sign some documents in that direction. All right, Mr. Tanner Romano, you're going to take the judge's advice? Yes. I she spelled it out for you. Yes, I already hired counsel, and he's going to represent me in these proceedings. And to accuse me of stealing her, her valuables and groceries, yeah. totally, totally off yeah. the chart. Well, she it's, had no proof. Okay. Because well, right. it didn't happen. Yeah, all right. Once again, listen to what the judge told you. She spelled it out for you. Okay? Thank you. Can't be any plainer than that. Have a good day, sir. Okay. Very good. Harvey? Okay, you know what? This, this guy is absolutely right um, that you can call the police, but even if the police won't do something, another way of going at it is you go to court um, and you get an emergency injunction, which is basically an order, uh, maybe even asking the tenant to stay away for a while. Um, and then at least you've got the judge signing off on it, but you can never, ever change the locks if you're a landlord when the tenant still has an active lease. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now.
This is the plaintiff, Vincent Ford. He says the defendant got into a car crash, ran into a fence, knocked it over, and it fell on his parked car. His poor car was completely destroyed. The defendant has some low-grade insurance company. They only paid a small amount of the car's total value. And he's here suing for the $4,000 he's still owed. This is the defendant, Michael Flournoy. He says his gas pedal got stuck in place, and he ran a stop sign and hit a canopy and a fence and is lucky to be alive. The plaintiff's a crook who's claiming his car was in harm's way and it got totaled. That's right, his car was nowhere in sight of the accident. He's an opportunist trying to rip him off, and he thinks the judge will see right through his bogus story. He's accused of not paying enough. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant crashed his car through the plaintiff's fence and into his shed. But the defendant says his gas pedal got stuck and that's how he hit the fence. It's the case of please fence me in. All right, Vincent Ford, you are suing Michael Flournoy for $4,000 for the diminished value of your car that he very spectacularly crashed into. Tell me what's going on. Um, hey, Judge, I, um, I received the call at seven o'clock p.m on November 2nd um, by my brother and told me that my car was um, wrecked. How did your and, brother know? Uh, he was actually at the car wash. He had his, so he your owned, brother owns a car wash? He owns the car wash. All right. the and the car shop. wash, is it a physical building or is it just like the shed? A sh what is it? He has a physical building behind it. He has a gazebo and he has a, um, it's right. behind a fence. And your car was where? Behind the fence on the inside of the property. Inside of the property. And your brother calls you to tell you what? That my car was damaged. How? And he didn't just say that, hey, your car's damaged. That's yeah, not so, what he some said. Guy, he said some guy ran the stop sign and knocked down the fence, and he knocked down the gazebo, and everything is tore up. Right. And so I need to come right away. And what happened? Well, I, was, I just got off from work, so I went to get me something to eat. I was coming back. When I got almost to the corner, when I went to push my brakes, it, the car wouldn't stop. It just what kind of car was it? A, a, Ford, a Toyota 4Runner. Okay, and how is this intersection? Is it? Is it? Um, it's straight ahead. It's straight ahead. So it's like a mm -hmm. T. It's, it's like straight ahead. Mm -hmm. So it's a T. Mm -hmm. So you literally just kept driving right just, into the I car way. Kept trying to push on the brakes, and then I push on the brakes, it just kept going faster. Well, let's look at the damage because um, this is quite the thing. Actually, your brother had the presence of mind to take a video, correct? I actually took the video. Oh, you were the one who took the video? Yes. When I arrived on the scene, uh, I just couldn't believe it. It was thing was just tore up. That's me car. talking. Yeah, can you be quiet so I can hear you? <laughs> Told Dara shop. Up. Oh, that's the car right there. Is that white car yours? That's mine, this man. Is that the Mazda? That's the Mazda, man. yes. This car is total, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Those are all the scratch marks? Yes. From judge. what, the fence, I guess? From the fence, yes, Judge. Scratches everywhere. So that's what we got. Now, it, it, thank goodness you weren't hurt because yeah. people have, you know, can get really hurt in some way. Mm -hmm. Did your airbag go off? Airbag didn't go off. Okay, so what happens? What kind of insurance did you have? You're from Florida. So um, I had $10,000 worth of insurance. Yeah, the minimum PIP. All right. Mm -hmm. So your brother made a claim, obviously, and they paid your brother... I'm sorry, Judge. It's actually the owner of the property. My brother leases the property from the owner. 
Oh, okay. So, so, but and was that edifice? Did that belong to your brother, the the, no. the gazebo? No, no, no. Oh, the okay. Owner. So, the so owner. the the pro owner of the property made the claim. Yes. And most of that money went to the owner of the property, yes. but his insurance then paid you what amount? Twenty-two hundred dollars. All right. And you feel that that was woefully inadequate because? Because my car is worth more than that. What is your car worth? Fifty-five hundred. How are you going to prove that to me? Because the blue book value of your car is not fifty-five hundred. Yes. Go ahead. It's okay. And did you repair the car? No, I did not. You ended up getting rid of the car. Yes, I did. And when you sold it, you sold it for how much? Two thousand dollars. Okay. So you have a car that is damaged on day one. And on a subsequent day, you have $4,200 in your pocket because you didn't use the $2,200 to fix it. And even damage, you got an additional $2,000 for it. So there's $4,200 on your side. Um, I know you don't want to look at it that way because you make more money if I don't. No. But you understand that you are limited. What year car is this? It's a 06 Mazda 6 06 Grand Sport. Mazda. Okay. 06 Grand Sport. I don't yes. know how you diminish the value of an 06 Mazda. It is already, I mean... You know, I, I'm sure that it's a, it was a great car to you and you're very happy with it. How long did you have it? No, I'm, a, I'm actually a dealer. Josh. Oh, you're a dealer? I'm a dealer. Oh, well, never mind about so, all that so, fuzzy stuff. So, um, and uh, so, a 2006 so, model, what'd you pay for it? Uh, I, can't I, say. I know dealer. you're here to make me. You, listen, dealer. you got to eat. That's how a dealer makes money. I understand exactly. it. But what did you pay for it? Um, fifteen hundred. And you bought it at an auction or from a person? Auction. That's what dealers buy, okay. buy most of the cars. All right. And, um, and you're trying to persuade me that, I mean, definitely he's at fault. There's no question. You're dead at fault. Did you want to say something about that? No, I'm, I'm fine. So if a gas pedal gets stuck, are you responsible if you hit another car? You are, you still have partial control. Uh, you still, you have partial responsibility because you still have control over the car. Fair enough, what do you say? I say yes, unless you can prove a cross defendant is involved, which would be the manufacturer of the car. Why on earth would you do that? Well, if the pedal got stuck, then it could be a manufacturer's problem, but you gotta prove that. Until then, it's on you. Okay, well, suppose you didn't bring that person into court, what do you do? It's on you. So you're responsible even if the pedal gets stuck? Well, like I said, the burden's on you to prove that- What if I didn't do anything wrong and the, pe the pedal just got stuck and the gas didn't go? It's responsibility of the driver. So your license is for, you gotta be responsible. But I didn't drive it, the car was driving itself. I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, I thought we were in the car. We aren't in the car, you're in the car. <laughs> I'm in the car. You're on the car. Why are you so petrified? I can't do this. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. What I want to say, Judge, is the insurance offered me $2,200. Now, that was so, inadequate. I agree. Right. So what I, I declined that. So I only got $2,000 from what I sold the vehicle. I didn't get the $2,200 Oh, you never yet. got the $2,200 no, from? because if I would have accepted it, then they would have saying that, Asked okay. you to sign. Some insurance companies right. do and some don't, but right. so they I, all so, should. So the only thing I all got right, so is- so is that accurate? Did he ever collect any money from the insurance? I don't, I, I don't know. They know I never find out. Well, they should always be sending you a letter. They sent me nothing. I have the- um, Why did you say in your um, complaint, since the max day payout is 10 grand, they gave me the remainder of 2,200 for my car damages? Um, because they gave the, the other- um, Did you or did you not get 2,200? Because if I find out you're lying about that, I'm gonna, I can't tell you. I'm like the police, you make me run, we're gonna have a problem. So we're gonna try this one more time. I got this from you and your statement. Mm -hmm. Did you or did you not get 2200 from the insurance company? I did not. Okay. No, I declined it. Here's, here's the form that they sent me. Okay. And, uh, and I did not sign it. I did not send it to them. All right. So 
You sell the car for two thousand. Do you have proof of the bill of sale from the car? Oh yeah. Okay. Why don't you bring it up? Because I. All right. Here we go. Look how fast that happened. Two thousand one hundred and forty-eight, and then um, you're now suing him for four thousand because you feel the car was worth six thousand one hundred and forty-eight sixty-one. Right. All right. How are you proving that? How are you proving the car was because not even your well, proof says. Well, fifty-five hundred. Well, which is well, it? Fifty-five hundred. Well, actually, or 6, I, I, initially, initially like judge, I was suing for thirty-nine hundred, which is the amount okay. of the Do you damages. have any pictures of the car before this? Um, we know you bought it for fifteen hundred. Yes, Judge. So what, if any, work did you do to it that would have converted it from, you know, a car that a dealer can buy for $1,500, I understand you're the guy who gets to go to the auction, to a car that a dealer can sell for 6000 Tell me what you did to that car. Well, I... Not a darn thing, did you? Yes, I did. I actually put um, wheels on it. I put some rims on it, and I put... Um, Perfect. Can you show me proof that you put windows. wheels, rims, and whatever else you just said? Oh, I, can't, I can't prove that. Okay, I, well, that's kind of... I've, look, 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 look. You're the one who came to court to... And, and actually, what you called it was diminished value, but the thought of suing for diminished value on a 2006 car must have occurred to you that that's not a great idea. So now you're calling it the money I put into the car. How would you think that I'm not going to ask you to prove the money you put into the car? It's, of course, what I'm going to ask you. Right, right. All right. Show me, um, you have insurance in your name for this Mazda, right? Yes. Well, not my name, but my, my business name. My your business, business name. Business insurance. All right. Well, the, my insurance, I have minimum coverage, so that's why my, my insurance doesn't cover the damage, because I also have minimum coverage. My, Did you receive any money from your insurance? No, I wouldn't, because All right, I and then coverage. this right here is a picture of the Mazda where? That's actually at my house. And these pictures were taken when? Um, when I... Dress it up when I buy the vehicle and I fix it up and, you know, ready to sell. Did you advertise that vehicle? Uh, no, not, no. No, don't judge. All right, so you did not accept the insurance money. The only money you were able to sell it for was $2,000. Based on that and just what is the private party sale, which is all you would be entitled, were you arguing that you would be entitled to more than private party sale? Y yes, ma'am, I'm, I'm a dealer. So yeah, but I, you didn't so. have any overhead on getting paid on this. Like, in other words, the concept behind what you would have made as a dealer, which, by the way, you didn't bring me um, the proof of your license for that, but let's assume that you are. Um, the, the profit margin on that includes what your overhead in attempting to sell this. So that doesn't get into account. What the law looks at is, hey, this got damaged. What was that worth at that very moment? Because we're going to pay you. Okay. So um, I find that the private party value in good condition... What was your car doing at your brother's car wash? It's detailed, getting detailed. Detail work. In good condition, which I'm going to assume it was in, I'm not going to take into account that you only pay $1,500 for it because I agree you're supposed to be able to make money. But not only that, Judge, I, I, make, I have to fix it. You know, yeah, even, but you didn't even, fix it. You sold it without fixing it. No, 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 no. no. Once you buy the vehicle, you, you repair the vehicle. No, no. I, did you... I, I, no, I understand that, oh. all right? I'm looking... I am putting a value on your Mazda the minute he hit it. And the minute he hit it, regardless of what you're able to prove you put into it, I'm not going to make you prove you, you I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to assess it at the private party value. I'm assuming that you did something to it to be able to sell it like that because you got it at an auction. So God knows what condition you got it in and you only pay $1,500 for it. I don't hold that against you. I'm going to assume that what he did was hit a car worth the private party value, which is $4,300. 
You received only 2,000 for it because it was all beat up after this accident. So what is required to make you whole is $2,300. And that is what I am gonna order him to pay you, verdict for the plaintiff, and the amount of $2,300. So the plaintiff prevails after a lot of testing. He gets $2,300. You didn't have much to say in this whole trial, no, Mr. Floor and I. Step back here a little bit. What, <laughs> I'm, I, what do you think about all this? Crazy. Just crazy. crazy. It's okay. Listen, let me ask you a question. What finally stopped the car? When I, when I finally stopped, when I cut it off. No, but I mean, you were speeding through. You're going over the, you know, all that stuff. I'm done, sweetie. Thank you're you. You're done? Yeah, I'm done. Sweetie, you're going the wrong way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's that way. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ford. You know, this is interesting. You got a judgment for $2,300. The insurance was ready to give you $2,200, but right. you turned them down, right. and then you had to go through court to do all this. You think it would have been better to take the insurance? No, it was, it was worth the try. I was mean, it, I, but I think it, it wasn't. I mean, it was you were a, getting a good test from the judge, but Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a just verdict. Though. Yeah, I mean, she she grilled you. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. She, she's tough. All right, well, twenty three hundred. That's that's better than nothing. All right, you made a hundred bucks. Put it that way, okay? <laughs> Thanks. All right, very good. <laughs> Harvey. Okay, here's the pisser. He's right. Um, it is the defendant's job to prove that it was a mechanical problem. The defendant couldn't prove it, and that's why the defendant loses the case. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production.